We're going to get into it. Mark chapter 5. Um, many of these things that I'm going to talk about, you've heard so many times, if you've been around church or you've followed the word of God in any way, shape, or form, you've heard it many, many times. So I'm not claiming that I'm going to give you any new insight or anything like that to the word of God. I just want to give, I want to lift God up here today. That's what I want to do. I want to lift him up today. And so in Mark chapter 5, <clears throat> there was a woman who uh, had a severe, severe uh, bleeding disorder, and it had lasted for 12 years. 12 years. If you could just imagine being uh, down and, and, and unhealthy and not feeling good or feeling horrible in many cases, I feel bad for you guys because I always look this way. It's just a habit. I'm not, I'm not really kind of like focusing in on you. Let the Lord do whatever, you know, through that process. But it's not really me doing it. It's the Lord. <clears throat> so uh, Mark chapter 5 is talking about this woman who's been severely in a, a bleeding disorder for 12 years and had gone to all the doctors, had been to every doctor that she knew of, and she paid all of her money. All of her money was gone. She'd put all of it into trying to figure out how to, to be healed, how to uh, feel better and to get over this thing. And, and it, it, instead of getting over it, she just got worse. And, and, uh, and one day, all of a sudden, there was this uproar in town, and, and sure enough, it was uh, Jesus coming through town. <clears throat> and uh, wherever he was, there was a mob. There was a mob of people surrounding, so the noise was there, and this woman had found out that it was Jesus. She had heard the stories of, of uh, how he'd healed a crippled man, how he'd opened blinded eyes, how he'd uh, cured the man with leprosy and 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 all of a sudden, where there was no hope and where there you know where she had spent all of her money and everything was gone and she felt like she was going to be resolved to this disease now all of a sudden there's hope hope has now entered into this town and and, and this mobs all gathered around in him and and she's now she's instead of con being consumed with the thought of everything else that's going on in her body she's saying if I can just get to Jesus. I, I, I don't know if that's all that she had heard about Jesus. I don't know if, if why her faith was so strong that if I could just get to Jesus, that's what she thought. If I could just get to Jesus. Now listen to me, these next two words. She said, I know. Everybody say, I know. I know, I know I'll be healed. Amen. <laughs> uh, I, I know I'll be healed. I know I'll be healed. She was so frail. She, she was losing blood. She uh, uh, had fought her way through the crowd. The message version of this says she was thinking to herself, if I could just, listen to me, if I could just touch his clothes, if I could just touch his clothes, I'll get healed. That's what she was thinking. I know I know healing is coming. I know that, that, that things are going to turn around for me. I don't know where you are in life, but I want you to feel that today, that I know, I know, I know God's going to touch me today. I know it. She, she just, just kept the, the right things, thoughts playing through her mind, but, but she was exhausted, and she finally fell to the ground after kind of fighting through that, that mob, uh, if you will, <clears throat> and she began to crawl the rest of the way to Jesus. And, and with just perfect timing, she, she reaches out as he's going by, and she reaches out and she touches just his, the, 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 the very end of his clothing. She just barely touched it. 
And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jesus stops in his tracks. How many need Jesus to stop in their tracks today and hear what it is you need from him today? Jesus stops in his tracks and he says, who touched me? Who, who, who touched me? It's, it's chaos here, Jesus. Every, everyone's touching you. He said, no, 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 no. I want you to, somebody, somebody touched me. Listen to me closely. Who, listen, who believes. Somebody touched me who believes healing's coming. Somebody touched me. That their, their child is, is going through this depression in their life and, 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 and they believe that, that I'm going to touch them today. So somebody touched me who believes that their relationship is going to be restored. Somebody who touched me who believes that even though they just lost their job, that the new door is going to open for them. They, they touched me, listen, they touched me expecting, expecting results. And about that time, Jesus looked at this woman. She's on the ground, and their eyes had met. And Jesus smiles and says, daughter, and I want you to hear these two words, your faith. You see, everybody say, your faith. faith. it's, It's your faith, he says, has made you whole. Go in peace. You're healed. The key here is it was her faith. It it, it was, listen to me, it was her belief. Sometimes the only thing standing between you and your miracle is your belief. It's awesome to have mom and dad in your corner. It really is. I've had that. Friends encouraging you, neighbors cheering you on, but there's nothing more powerful than your faith. When you believe, when, 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 when you expect things to change, when you keep saying to yourself, I know my breakthrough is coming. I, I know my healing is on the way. I know the right person is in my future. I know that peace is coming for me. I know what God has started, he's going to finish. It's your faith. It's your faith. Listen to me. Your faith can stop the creator of this universe in his tracks today. But we read that there was a crowd there that day surrounding Jesus. I'm sure others in that mob, in that crowd, it wasn't just about, you know, getting pictures and all that kind of stuff. It was about people who were in need. And yet, I don't read of any other recordings in that particular episode where anybody else was mentioned that they were healed. But I can't help but think that because this woman reached out, listen to me, expecting expecting made all the difference in the world. I have a question for you today. Are you just bumping up against Jesus? Or are you reaching out for Jesus today with expectation? Think about this. This lady was closest to her miracle when she was facing her greatest opposition. And you think, you know, well, man, she went through all of the things that she went through. I mean, 12 years of being sick. And and she's at the edge of her miracle. 
And what stands in front of this frail woman, this person who has no strength to do anything whatsoever, is a crowd of people between her and Jesus. Already weak as a kitten, she had to fight through that crowd. And I believe the crowd here represents all kinds of doubts that you have today. You're here today, you need something, but you've got all these doubts in your mind. You've got, you got fear, fear attacking you. Thoughts that you think, well, it's never going to get better. I'm never going to break this addiction that's happening in my life. I'm never going to see the financial breakthrough that they talk about. I'm never going to find that job. If you're going to reach your answer, listen to me, you might have to fight through some crowds today. In Acts chapter 14, the apostle Paul was, was teaching and he noticed a crippled man in the crowd. And this guy was crippled <clears throat> since birth, never had walked before. Everybody say never. never. He never walked before. In verse 9, it says, Paul realized the man had faith to be healed. I don't know how you do that. Uh, faith isn't something that you see, is it? Or is it? Just sitting in the audience, listening to Paul, that's what this guy was doing, just like you're here listening to me today. It, it, it said Paul realized, he realized the man had faith. This guy must, I'm going to tell you something, he, he, he wasn't a magician. I mean, Paul, I mean, he, he, he had to see something. And Paul, Paul must have, he realized that this man had faith, but the guy must have been expressing it somehow in body language or or, 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 or something was happening that he was, he was excited and showing expectation of a miracle, this guy. Paul was so impressed that he stops his message right in the middle of his message. He says, sir, I can see, I can see it all over you. You're ready for your miracle. Stand up. Never walked before. The man stood up and instantly was healed and began to walk for the very first time. And like that man, when, when we're in need, I, I feel like we should live with this expectancy, like, like expecting God to touch us. Like, like it's, it's around the next corner. Like it's, it's, it's right there. Paul, Paul, could, Paul could see it, it said on this guy. He could see it. And I'm going to ask you something. Can can your faith be seen? Think about that just for a second. Like, are you talking like it's like like it's gonna happen? Are you thinking like it's gonna happen? Are you are you listen, are you believing like it's gonna happen? Whatever you're in need of, there should be an expectancy like it could happen today. It could happen today. Listen to me, guys. We've already said it throughout this message. Faith, it gets his attention. It gets God's attention. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. That's a, that's a powerful statement. Lord, listen, Lord, I, Lord, I believe healing is on, my, on the way. I, I believe freedom is on the way. I believe that the, the right person is on the way. I believe that the right job is on the way. I believe that provision is on the way. That's how you, you, you touch God today. It's through your faith. Everybody say your faith. 
He doesn't always do things in our way. He doesn't always do things the way the doctors say it. He doesn't always do things in our timing. Sometimes, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a miracle and it happens suddenly. It happens just like that. You know why? Because day after day, week after week, you're expecting. You're expecting. You, you keep touching him. You keep touching him. You, you keep expecting it. You, you keep thanking him. You keep talking like it's going to happen. It's your faith is going to make you whole. It's your faith is going to break the addiction. It's your faith that's going to bring you out of the times that, 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 that are going on in your life right now. Your faith is going to restore that relationship. It's your faith. One pastor shared <clears throat> that a lady started having problems with her legs, her muscles and joints were causing her such pain. It just got to the point where she couldn't walk anymore. And all the doctors could do was give her medicine for the pain to just kind of make her feel comfortable or whatever because she couldn't work anymore. She couldn't walk. She couldn't stand up. She never thought she would ever walk again. And then one Saturday night, she and her husband were watching service online. All of you that are watching online today, say amen. Okay. Um, yeah, she, her and her husband were watching a service uh, uh, online, and, and at the end, the, the pastor asked for everyone to stand, just like he always did, you know, it was at the end of the service, and, and he asked everybody to stand, and the husband, in, in his own house, he, he stands up in, in, in his home, and he's, he's standing up like the pastor told us to stand, so he stands up, and the, 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 the gal, she just got this smile on her face, and she was kind of pleasantly surprised that he's standing in his own home or whatever, and, and she... He, he looked at her and he said, come on, honey, stand with me. And she was kind of confused. She says, you know, I can't stand. He said, sure you can. And he, and he took her by the hands and he helped her up and he held her while the pastor was praying. And, and I could just imagine God at that moment. You know, she's not standing to be seen by anybody in the church. And she's at home, for goodness sakes. And, and she's just got faith that, you know, something's going to happen. And I don't know. She stands up and she gets God's attention. I could just imagine as she's standing in her living room with this great pain held by her husband, but determined, but determined to take a step of faith. And the pastor said at the end, he says, write this date down. He says, it's going to be a new day of victory. <clears throat> And the word somehow just kind of took root in her heart, Tori. It's, it's like, you know, when the pastor says something, you know, you know that's from the Lord. You know, that, 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 that hit me right there, you know. And she, she just took it like, you know, this is, she says, and, and all of a sudden she believed. Guys, that's the key. She believed. She believed it was a new day. And in and, and just a few minutes while she was sitting on the couch, she felt the bones in her legs uh, begin to pop and to crack. And then all of a sudden, her muscles began to move. And, and she said, you know, I can't explain it, but something unusual happened to me that day. She said strength began to come back into her legs suddenly, and, and all the pain was gone. Her husband had fallen asleep, as this had happened just a little bit later. And, and she stood up, and she walked into the bedroom, and he couldn't believe that she was walking into the bedroom. And the next morning, they get up, and they go to church, and, and she told the pastor, I don't know what happened, but I've been walking normal ever since. You see, it's, it's her faith, it's her faith, it's her faith, it's her faith that made her whole. In Mark chapter 10, there was a man named Bartimaeus, and he was a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road. Jesus was leaving Jericho and about to pass right in front of him. And when he heard it was Jesus, 
he started shouting. The Bible says he shouted. The Bible says that, that, that this blind man shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And just, just a few chapters earlier, just, it wasn't just a few chapters, the righteous leaders, the righteous leaders don't recognize Jesus at all. The ones who had studied all their life, the ones who could memorize the first five books of the, 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 the Bible, uh, who were looking for the Messiah, didn't even recognize him. I think it's interesting that this blind guy, he was the first to recognize Jesus as the Messiah. And you know how we know that? It's because he cries out, Jesus, son of David. He was saying, Jesus, Messiah. Jesus, healer, my, my deliverer. Jesus, oh, you talk about stopping in his tracks. He heard something that he knew, that the guy knew who he was. I could, I could imagine Jesus thinking, finally, here's someone who knows who I am. And he's expecting, everybody say expecting. He's expecting a miracle. Now I want you to listen close. The people all around Bartimaeus. And they started saying to him, Bartimaeus, shut up. Shut up, man. You're embarrassing us. Be quiet. And I'm just saying this because if you let people, if you, if you let people, they'll talk you right out of your miracle. They'll, they'll tell you uh, all the reasons why you can't see your miracle. They'll tell you why you can't get out of debt. They'll tell you why you can't break that addiction. They'll tell you why you can't get freedom in your life from that depression or whatever it is. They saw Bartimaeus as insignificant. They saw him as unimportant. Just a, he's just a blind beggar. And so they told him, you just be, just be quiet. Just be quiet. I want you to listen to the word of God here today. <clears throat> Sorry. I want you to listen here. You don't always have to listen to the crowd. You don't always have to be intimidated by what other people are saying around you. <clears throat> the Bible says, when they told him again to be quiet, it says, Bartimaeus, listen to me, shouted even louder. He shouted even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Listen, when, when you're desperate, guys, when you're desperate, when you're tired of going through what you've been going through, when you're, when you're desperate, when your back's up against the wall, yes, yes. you don't care who's around. Yes, yes, so Jesus stops in his tracks once again. And I want you to listen to what he says. He says, uh, he says let him come unto me. I'm telling you that Jesus is calling you here today. Just, just come on. Just come on to me. Just, just, just come on. Just, just come on. I don't care who's talking about you. I don't care what's going around on around you. Just come on to me. 
Just, just come on. In, in verse 50, it says, <clears throat> listen close. It says, Bartimaeus. This is kind of a weird uh, sequence of events, but Bartimaeus threw, it says, the Bible says he threw off his cloak. Blind. He's blind. He jumped up. He's blind. Still blind, by the way. How bad do you want it? And he came to Jesus in that order. Now, the legitimately handicapped in those days, the beggars, if you will, were given a coat. And they, they lay it on your lap. You've seen it before in betrayals of, of what's, you know, those days. And they lay it on their lap or they lay it on the ground. And, and they lay it there so that, the, you know, they, people put their money in there. And they, they're able to just kind of grab their coat and take off and they're able to go. And that's their legitimate, that's like, it's like, you know, that they're a license to be a beggar, if you will. And people know that they can give money because of that situation, because of that coat. <clears throat> and for them, that coat's valuable. It's, it's, it's how they make their living. It's how they survive. And on the other hand, it's how they're labeled as a beggar. Everywhere you went, people knew who you were. Oh, you you were a beggar. And in a sense, that coat gave him the right to feel sorry for himself. To sit around in self-pity. And now listen to me. When, when Bartimaeus heard Jesus say, come on, let him come to me. The first thing that he did was he threw off that coat. It's a new day. It's a new day. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. Hear me today. I'm done begging. I don't need this coat anymore. But I wonder sometimes, I wonder how many of us are still wearing the beggar's coat. Pastor, I've had such a hard upbringing. I've got a good reason to be bitter. Uh, somebody walked out on me, and I, I, it's, it's a good reason. I, I, lost, I lost a loved one. I, I, I came down with an illness. Listen, before blind Bartimaeus could be healed, he had to take off the beggar's coat. We all have a reason to feel sorry for ourselves. Everybody's been hurt, guys. Everybody's been, you know, made mistakes. Everybody's uh, had disappointments Get rid of the excuses. Uh, otherwise, it's going to prevent you. Listen to me. It's going to prevent you from being restored. It's going to prevent you from being healed. It's going to prevent you from being vindicted. Uh, when, when Bartimaeus took off that coat, listen to me, he was not only leaving his livelihood, he was leaving all of the negative ties that were associated with that beggar's coat as well. And, and you may need, guys, today, you may be here today and you need to leave bitterness behind. You may need to leave that bad attitude behind. You may need to leave compromise behind. Jesus told Bartimaeus to come, and Bartimaeus does what the word of God says. He walked by faith and not by sight. And Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what is it? What, what is it that I want, that, that you want me to do for you today? And I believe there are some people here today that are, that are looking right now 
at that question square in the face. God's here today. I promise you he's here today. He's here today. And he's asking you, what is it that you want me to do? What is it, what is it that you want me to do for you today? <clears throat> he said, Lord, I, I want to see. And Jesus says, now I want you to listen for it. Listen for it. Your faith. Everybody say your faith. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. You are healed. And the Bible says instantly he could see. Instantly. Shall we stand, worship team, if you'd come? You see, your faith, your belief means everything. It means everything. It's, it's the key, some would say. It's the key. Believing. Bear, stay with me just for just a little bit longer, guys. Stay with me. Believing that term, we, we throw it around so easily these days. It, it's such a difficult, hard-to-define, untouchable thing. Yet it's so very important. There's a fight going on over what you believe. Even people within the same family don't believe the same thing. People's differences in philosophy and their, their different ideas have become so prevalent that wars have been fought over beliefs. Actions and behavior <clears throat> are super duper important. But listen to me very closely. They're all driven by your beliefs. You, you can't change your behavior. Listen very closely. You can't change your behavior until you change your belief. What you believe about yourself, what you believe about your God, what you believe about everything is going to affect how you behave. It's so important, it's, 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 it's so pivotal that the Bible says, and this is God's design, by the way, it's not ours. The Bible says that with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. That's Romans 10.10. 10. Are, are you picking up what that scripture is saying right there? That's very a very powerful statement. With what the heart believes, it actually determines salvation. 
Notice it's not what your hands do. It's not what your feet do. It's what your heart believes. Catch that. A very popular scripture, and you could all probably quote it, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Does that sound like it's talking about salvation to you? That says it's, it's based on what you believe. Let's read verse 17. For God sent his son into the world to condemn not uh, world to condemn the world, but not but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. This is the one I want to read anyway. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Everybody say, not condemned. He that believeth is not condemned. He that believeth is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because of who he slept with last night, because of what she drank, because of what, what he stole, because of what lies she told. No, that's not what it says. It says, because uh, he hath not believed. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You see, that's the charges that will be brought against you right there. Not your behavior, your belief. It's your belief. You see, God understands that you can't change your behavior until you change your belief. I want you to see that when you believe, it truly defines you and it defines your destiny. So, so if there's anything, listen to me very closely today. I, I'm wrapping up, I promise, okay? So, so if there's anything that the enemy wants to attack, he wants to attack your belief. Listen to me, intellect, super important, super important. We need to try to be as smart as we can possibly be. No doubt about that. But hear me very closely, believing. If you, if you don't hear anything that I say here today, Believing is our only chance. Believing, it's, listen, it's our only way to God. Believing. Believing. It's not paying your tithes. It's not saving or serving in the children's area back there. It's not singing in the worship team. Uh, it's not preaching God's word. It's not discipling your neighbor. Of, of all those things, those are all awesome things. Don't get me wrong. But believing is the only way to God. It's the only way. It's not learning more and more and more about God because I'm going to tell you right now, the uneducated would, would be at a terrible disadvantage if that were the case. And the senile would have lost or forgotten any way that they ever had to God. If intellect is, is how we get salvation, then it's not fair because we don't all have the same IQ. But, but here's what we do all have. We all have a belief system. We all have a belief system. We seem to always be in a fight between knowing and, and believing we see this everywhere we go today. Uh, it's prevalent everywhere we go, especially in these days. 
a constant battle over the political scene of what we believe and what we know and about the vaccines and about the mask and all those kinds of things. There are all kinds of arguments going on between knowing and believing. And I, I wanna just take it down to our personal level just for a minute, okay? The enemy comes against what you believe and what you know about God because the devil knows that it's with your mind that you're serving God. And when the devil's messing with us, you know, he's messing with us and most of the things that he's messing with and we get all bent out of shape, we all get all worried and the devil, he doesn't want any of that stuff that he's messing with us about. The, the, the devil doesn't need our house and he doesn't need our car. You know what? The devil already knows where he lives. God's already given him a home. He doesn't want that. What's he gonna do with your house? You know what he wants? He doesn't need your house. He just wants you to be worried about the fact that you're going to lose yours. So any way that he can get to your mind, any way that the enemy, he's after your mind. And God said that he was, he has given us a peace. God has given us a peace to guard our heart, guard our heart and our mind. You've got to put up a defense against what you allow to infiltrate your mind. Because it, it, it's with our minds that we serve the Lord. So, so your mind needs to be healthy. It needs to be free. And your mind needs to have a conviction about its beliefs. Even if the person who's sitting right next to you believes something totally different, you, you can't let your relationship with that person, with that individual, override the faithfulness that you have to your own beliefs. In John 3, 16, God gives us all a level playing field right there. He gives us all a level playing field. He says, whosoever believeth, whosoever believeth in him, believing, 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 it all starts, it all starts there. Look at Genesis, the original sin. You know what the original sin is? It's really, it's really unbelief. At the root of eating the forbidden fruit is, is really unbelief. When the serpent questioned what God said, it was just an attempt to, to sort of tear down their belief system, which, which was given to them by God to begin with so that they could stay in the garden, right? And live in that garden. So watch this. The devil, the, the devil doesn't try to physically, he doesn't try to physically move them out of the garden, does he? He, he tries to move them uh, away from what, what they believe. Because if he's able to move them away from what they believe, then he successfully moves them out of the, the garden. And, 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 and he was successful at doing that, wasn't he? So he comes against what you know about God and saying, oh, he says, you should, tells Adam and Eve, you should eat, you should eat, and when you do that, you're going to be just, just like God. And now he's questioning God's intentions and his integrity, alluding to the fact that God is trying to stop you from becoming like him. And, and, and that if you'll do that, you know, now like he's intimidated by us or something. You, you talk about egotism. You talk about pride. You talk about stupid. 
And yet, he, listen, and yet he's attacking not their bodies there. He's attacking their beliefs. He's attacking their beliefs. Ultimately, he's not after your body. He's after your belief system. He might attack your body. He, he's only after, if he does that, he's only after, you know, you're winning over your, or, or breaking down your belief system. Now listen close. If that's how sin, talk about Adam and Eve, if that's how sin entered the world at the very beginning, through an attack, through an attack on our belief system, let's fast forward just a little bit. How do we fix that? How is that fixed? How, how is that initial sin that entered into the world fixed? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's so difficult. Here it is. You and I, we have to go from unbelief to belief. It's that simple. Just as your faith, you are healed. God makes it so simple for our salvation. You don't have to be the most intellectual. You, you, you can come to Jesus with childlike faith and just believe him for your salvation. And while knowing is important, while learning is important, while growing is important, you, you don't want to lean on your own understanding, trust me. You, you don't want to lean on your, your knowledge because if you do that, it's always changing, isn't it? Remember when the earth was flat? <laughs> Did the earth change, by the way? Or did what we know about it change? Your belief system is, it has, to be, it has to be built on something that is solid, that is proven, that is true, that is, that, that is something that you can trust in. Your belief system must, must be built on God. It must be. Not the church. Not the church. Not the denominations, which denomination is better and all that kind of stuff. Not preachers, not, not, not pastors. All of those things fail, guys. But your hope for salvation has to be built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. We need to be above all of that, you know, denominational stuff and all that kind of stuff that everything that everybody is calling these days and, and whatever they want to be called. But what, you know what we need to do? We need to go back to what they called them in the very beginning. Believers. Believers. Believers.